you know, um, I always, hold on, let me do this properly. Since I'm, I'm going to title, I don't know how or when, don't ask me all the details on that, um, but title is going to sign me at some point for, for doing this little thing here I call a podcast journey. Um, you know, it's because my show is so dumb and um, really it's because of my voice and that's really why I'm going to title. But um, nonetheless, welcome to PCP Podcast or VOG Podcast. I am the voice of God, um, Derek H. Flint. I'm sorry for that little... Yeah, whatever, man. I almost burped on the mic, but I didn't. Um, yeah, welcome to my podcast journey. I appreciate you all for listening, new listeners, old listeners. Um, my my original crew, I know who some of you are. Uh, salute to all y'all. Salute to everybody who listens to this. I really appreciate you. Um, yeah, yeah, this is this is my show. And um, it's, it's about everything, man. And um, this is... You know, there were so many ways I wanted to start this show off tonight. You know, I always try to say something a little bit enlightening. Or, you know, just a little bit. It's my thought process in the whole thing. Um, but but unfortunately, tonight, um, t- you know, sometimes you have moments in life where, you know, you sit back. Not until you leave. And then you're like, yo, what the, f- the fuck just happened? And, um... I had one of those moments. You know what? Let me just tell you about it. Get this off the brain, man. Um, so, you know, I'm out, you know, out eating with, uh, with, with the fam. Yeah, you know, no specifics. Um, no specifics. I, I was out with the fam. Uh, we eating, whatever. And, uh, you know, as I, as I say, and I give the disclaimer, I'm too, I'm too dumb to know when I'm getting hit on. And, um, I, yeah, long story short, you know, I'm chit-chatting with the waitress or whatever. And uh, she's just like, so do you like 26-year-olds? And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then fam pointed out to me, he's like, yeah, you know, you just got hit on, right? Like, she was coming at you kind of. And I'm like, wait, hold on. What just what just happened? And then in my head, as I give the disclaimer at all times, like, I have no clue why, you know, any woman, any woman who's ever... You know, any woman who's allowed me to have sex with her or, you know, liked me for any reason whatsoever, I really don't have the slightest clue why. And um, I always try to figure out what I do. And maybe that's that's why I go wrong, is me trying to figure out exactly what I do. And, um, yeah, kind of kind of, kind of threw me off. Or, it threw me off a little bit because I'm like, yeah. I'm like, look, girl, I will turn you out, man. Uh, oh, sweet baby Jesus. I'll never be able to recapture that moment, but you know, it was nice. Allegedly, I'm married, so you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, welcome to the show, people. Welcome to the show. Uh, I've done, I've done, I don't know if what you can call them, uh, the last two happy shows or so, or you know, just getting a little bit deeper into me. Um, but yeah, you know, <laughs> I gotta get back to um, I gotta get back to the bullshit that uh, that uh, it makes it, it makes the world go round. Apparently, um, there's just so much to to really get into if I wanted to. Uh, the India <laughs> India Kashmir conflict, 
Um, let's let's not let's not skip over uh, the uh, Saudi Aramco, the oil field bombing or whatever you want to call it that the drone attack that took place uh, a couple of days ago. If you don't know, there was an oil oil field in Saudi Arabia, which was attacked um, by drones allegedly, and um, this this happened. This is real world uh, things that are happening. Uh, and as I say, I always say, like, I don't know what the trigger point is going to be. But uh, <laughs> it's getting close. It, it's, it's getting close, man. And I, I think I'm I think I'm documenting it. Um, it it's it's just crazy, man. Uh, <laughs> sweet baby Jesus, man. Um, now, listen. I had another I'm conflicted moment with the uh, with the uh, with the con man in office. And I'll tell you why, man, because in discussing the whole uh if America will uh be involved in the repercussions or the retaliations from this bombing, uh <laughs> he said yes. In summation, he said, it was Saudi Arabia pays cash, and they don't want favors for it. They just pay cash. And I was like, you know, (laughs) I'm like the business, the businessman inside of me understands it. Um, They pay cash. I mean, (laughs) it's like when Khashoggi, Jamal Khashoggi, the journalist, RIP, he got bodied, uh, allegedly, by by Saudi Arabia. Um, <laughs> good God, sweet baby Jesus, when you say it out loud. Um, yeah, he got bodied by Saudi Arabia. And uh, they asked, like, yo, will you stop doing business with them? He's like, no, man, they're spending, I think it was like either 150 or $450 billion cash. He was like, what are you, crazy? <laughs> I think I documented that, too, on one of the shows, man. Um, there was, there's, no, there's no justice. In this world, uh, if, if people want you dead, you're gonna die. It's just how it. This is how it rocks, man. Just off, off top, man. Um, but back to this, man. Uh, the the guy in office has ordered new sanctions on Iran, who they are blaming um, for the Saudi oil attacks. Uh, the state, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo called the attacks an act of war but did not promise a military response or provide intelligence that shows the attack was launched from inside Iran. It knocked out almost half of Saudi Arabia's oil capacity. Uh, good God, man. Um, <laughs> Yeah, can we, just, can we just note? It's about oil. Oil. Can we, can we understand that? Oil, petrodollar, once that all unravels, um... <laughs> oh, never mind. I can't even. I can't even because nobody's gonna believe me. Uh, but yeah, they're blaming Iran. Um, there's no, there's no proof. There's no, there's no evidence. There's no, no nothing. Um, it forced state-owned Saudi Aramco to have its production. So my initial reaction was, oh shit, gas prices is about to go up, and this is that bullshit they about to pull for the holidays. But um. Uh, but I think it should balance out, but I don't know. Um, 
they said it was like a drone. Uh, but then uh, Iran, well, some some an Iranian official made a made a great point. If I'm just gonna be honest, he said um, they should look at the strike as I'm just. I'm rewording it in my own words. They didn't, it was in Arabic. So, you know, I don't speak Arabic. But pretty much in summation, he said, this is probably payback from their involvement in the war in Yemen. And um, I think I've documented the war in Yemen a number of times and how people are starving and it's just creating havoc over in Yemen. And it's really America and Saudi Arabia. Um, that are doing most of the strikes, the drone strikes in Yemen. And uh, <laughs> you can't make all this stuff up even if you wanted to, man. Like how how do we wind up defending Saudi Arabia um, in a in, after some type of some type of drone strike? And <laughs> I don't even know how to explain this. Like how to because because they pay cash. That's the bottom line. Um, they can't, they pay cash and they have oil. So I can't I can't explain it to you people no better than that. If I'm just being honest, like if if you think your life matters, no, 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 you're not cash, you're not oil, and you're not gold, and you're not drugs. So gold, oil, and drugs—that is your god. You have to understand that just so you can understand and wrap your head around what's going on here. Um, the, another thing, let's 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 go over this, man. Um, as I I think I said, I watched something on Terror and it had uh, something with Al Qaeda and the Taliban, which the Taliban was actually funded by the CIA during the war with the Soviets. I think that's a well known fact. Uh, <laughs> didn't we go into Afghanistan to defeat the Taliban or, or, or Al-Qaeda or whatever? Um, none, none of that happened. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, but um, none, none of that happened. It's been 18 years and trillions of dollars, and um, nothing happened. <laughs> we didn't defeat the Taliban. Actually, they just... Uh, they just actually killed off the peace talks with the Taliban um, to somehow bring back uh, <laughs> bring back stability to Afga- Afghanistan and that region over there. Good God, man. President Trump calling off the talks with the Taliban insurgents on September 7th has, at least for now, quashed hopes of an imminent agreement between the United States and the Taliban. The two sides had appeared to be the two sides had appeared to be on the brink of a deal that might have paved the way for talks among the insurgents, the Afghan government, and other Afghan power brokers. The agreement could have been Afghanistan's first significant step toward peace in a generation. Uh, <laughs> yo, what is that bullshit they told y'all about? We defeated the Taliban, uh, we defeated Al Qaeda, uh, the war on terror, and all this other stuff. How you, how you go from a war on terror to peace talks? Can we? I'm not, 
I'm not asking for any military intervention or anything like that. Uh, I'm really not, yo. Salute to Click, Clickavelli. If you're not following Clickavelli on Twitter, uh, <laughs> if you need entertainment, follow that dude, man. Um, <sighs> nonetheless, we're having peace talks with the Taliban. Oh, we were going to. Um, which pretty much shows that all of that was a waste. I hate to say it, but it's the truth. Uh, all that war on terror, Iraq, Afghanistan, and all that other stuff was a waste. Because everybody that you went in there to defeat, you're now holding peace peace talks with them. Um, that's how that war went. So just, just in case you were wondering. Uh, and they did, I think there was a... There was a suicide bomber at a after um, they were preparing for elections. The Taliban has claimed responsibility for two attacks in Afghanistan on Tuesday that together left at least 40 dead and dozens wounded. The twin blast, one of which targeted a campaign rally for Afghan President Ashraf Ghani, Kamor more than a week after President Donald Trump declared peace talks with the Taliban dead. The attacks are a reminder of what's at stake in those talks and what's slipping away. The first bombing occurred at a police training ground about 35 miles north of Kabul, where the Afghan president was holding a campaign rally for upcoming national elections. It, yeah, when you think about shit like this, man, you just like, yo, I mean... We got gang problems all over the world. <laughs> These niggas is gangster, gangster. Um, dude, when you're willing to kill yourself, you're a different type of gangster, man. Like, ain't, <laughs> ain't no gangster who really wants to get shot. They they would like to be in shootouts. They don't want to be shot, though. They willing to die. They willing to really die for this. Um, <laughs> they live for this. You don't understand. You can't fight people who are willing to kill themselves. I forgot which comedian said that, but it's very, very true. And um, <laughs> he better, better hold them peace talks, man. Uh, listen, <laughs> the world is unraveling in terms of the power structure. And I think I've documented that over the course of the show as well. Um, <laughs> after the... After the peace talks got called off, the Taliban actually went and met with uh, Russia and China and some other people, which, if you notice a pattern here, um, <laughs> who they always go to, Russia and China, because um, that's pretty much what is, who, who the new, um, who the new power structure is led by is um russia and china and um i'm just i'm just updating you people so uh we can uh, keep in line with this um just a quick story um not to not to say i told you so um police in england uk police and companies must stop using live facial recognition for public surveillance politician and campaigners have said the technology allows faces captured on CCTV to be checked in real time against watch lists often compiled by the police. Privacy campaigners say it is inaccurate, intrusive, and infringes on an individual's right to privacy. I don't know how many 
how many of these stories I have to do. Um, but every time I see one, I'm just going to bring it up because I feel, I feel like everybody's just giving it up already. Um, Hong Kong is Hong Kong is more gangster than anybody here in the States. I just Hong Kong and Afghanistan and the Taliban are more gangster than any gang any gangbanger here in the States. I'm just putting that out there. Um But this this shit is already in motion. It's already happening. Everywhere you go, um everything you do, you you pretty much uh you've pretty much already been identified and they 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 haven't told you yet uh but any CCTV that's hooked up to a computer it probably cross references your face with your social media and things of that nature and identifies you wherever you go in somewhere they're not going to tell you this probably for for another couple of years, they're not going to come right out and tell you this. But it's already happening. Uh, <laughs> as I love to say, Enemy of the State came out in 96, and they had all this in real, real time in that movie. And uh, it's called Predictive Programming, people. But um, I just <laughs> I just thought I would make you aware of that because uh, we, 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 well, we don't get in an uproar about anything, but... People in Hong Kong are very leery of what China has going on in terms of their social social credit score and the surveillance that they have going on with the biometrics and everything else. The sad part is is it's already it's already up and running, people, and there's no there's no stopping it. And this is I'm just documenting this for you, just in general. And for myself, so I can mentally prepare for to because you know. I would fight, but I don't trust nobody to fight with me. And and that's the sad part about it is if y'all were like Hong Kong, I would feel a lot better off. But apparently they're a gangster and we here are just, we like hot dogs and cheeseburgers. <laughs> Sweet baby Jesus, why do I live on this planet? Um, But yeah, this is why, this is why when I say things like, yo, has artificial intelligence uh, already taken over? Uh. It's, it's it's probably it probably has we just don't know it yet um now oh oh sweet baby jesus um to a, to a story that brings me joy um yo please whatever you do i mean y'all didn't care anyway when i did the show uh listen i don't know how many people listen to this or how many different people actually come across this show but I did a show a while back about uh, Ed Buck, uh, the guy, the guy who at the time had a second dead male, a black male prostitute found within his home, uh, allegedly overdosed on methamphetamine or something of the sort. Why? Why was there a black male prostitute at his house? Um, you know, it's 2019. Everything. <laughs> Everything is just different. Um, it was it was uh it was arrested, uh, and he was charged with operating a drug house. 
I'm just going to read this. Let me read this a little bit for you. Prominent Democratic donor and LGBTQ, the alphabet people, political activist Ed Buck was arrested Tuesday and charged with operating a drug house with prosecutors calling him a violent sexual predator who who preys on men struggling with addiction and homelessness. Buck was charged with one count each of battery causing serious injury, administering methamphetamine, and maintaining a drug house, according to the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office. Buck is accused of injecting a 37-year-old man who overdosed but survived with methamphetamine on September 11th. Never forget, never forget that Ed Buck had another man overdosed in his house. Never forget. Yo, who knows how long this has been going on? That's the other question. Um... It's just, it's not funny. It's not funny at all. And I shouldn't be laughing, man. Um, the latest incident comes after two men were found dead in his Laurel Avenue apartment in West Hollywood. In both cases, African-American men, Jamel Moore, 26, and Timothy Dean, 55, had overdosed on methamphetamine inside. After the first death in 2017, authorities said there was insufficient evidence to file charges. Can we can, can we keep an eye on this dude and um please please make sure he doesn't commit suicide. Uh I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure. This dude has um some stories to tell about probably some very prominent people. Jeff Epstein ain't dead. I just have to inject that into this story. But, <laughs> yeah, as I said the first time when I did this Ed Buck thing, if you have one dead woman found at your house, like, you're going to be in jail if you ain't got the bail money until that trial is over. And if you ain't got the bail money, you're probably going to have to take a plea and get found guilty. Yo, how <laughs> How long is this going on? And how many more victims are out there? They should all get together and file file some type of joint lawsuit against Ed Buck. Um, nobody, I don't know, what is his profession? This is, this is, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to Google this while I'm on it, man. Um, prosecutor said Buck lures his victims into his home, baiting them with drugs, money, and shelter. From his home in a position of power. In a position of power, Buck manipulates his victims into participating in his sexual fetishes, prosecutors wrote in court papers. These fetishes include supplying and personally administering dangerously large doses of narcotics to his victims. Not deterred by the senseless deaths of Moore and Dean, the defendant nearly killed a third victim last week. Good God, man. Um... I don't, what what is going on in this world where they're doing all this methamphetamine um buck is doing court on wednesday for his arraignment prosecutors are asking that his bail be set at four million dollars if convicted as charges as charged he faces up to five years and eight months in state prison let me just 
I'm just going to throw this out there. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. This thing. He's not going to jail. And if he does, um, <laughs> if he does, he's going to allegedly commit suicide as well and be on the same island with uh, Jeff Epstein. And <laughs> you know, I don't know what's going on in the world. I, like, I just report this stuff to you as I find it. And I'm just like, yo, wait, hold on. Hold on. There's a glitch in the system, first of all, that um, for one, all these drug busts keep getting, uh, keep happening. That's that's the first glitch in the system, and um, <laughs> I would like to think that the second glitch is all these pedophiles getting outed, and uh, like Ed Buck and Jeff Epstein and Weinstein. <laughs> oh, sweet baby Jesus, Harvey Weinstein said. It has ruined his career with all these rape allegations. Let's just acknowledge that nigga's casting couch was, he probably had a mean hit list from his casting couch. I'm not acknowledging him forcibly touching anyone or anything like that. Just imagine. Listen, they call it the casting couch and it has a stigma for a reason. Um, I've never been through none of shit, no shit. Especially no Ed Buck shit, I'm sorry. Um, but... You know, he said it ruined his career. Uh, uh, you playing the victim. Playing the victim. I don't want to get sued, so let me not say nothing reckless. Um, but yeah, man, this Ed Buck thing. <laughs> Yo, if you, you as a regular person, male, female, whatever, whatever, whatever you may be, and you almost killed three people, or you, or two people die in your apartment, like, there's no... Yeah, you're going to, they would have, they would throw you under the jail. Um, But when you're politically connected, such as a Jeff Epstein or Epstein, Epstein, or an Ed Buck, um, these things can go on for years. I really, really do hope uh, all these, (laughs) it's fucked up in my head because I'm like, I really, really do hope all these drug addicts get together and um, file some type of, class action lawsuit. If you are a lawyer in the Hollywood area, you should probably you should probably hop on that. Like real talk. Um that might be a good investment for you, to be honest. Take all these sweet I'm wrong. Take all these homeless drug addicts and um clean them up and uh and file a file a class action lawsuit against Ed Buck for uh, for reckless endangerment of the human life. Please Please do. I would love to see it. And do it. <laughs> Please do it before he commits suicide. Because I know. I know it's coming. Like, I know. I know it's coming. Um, I don't think he'll ever see jail time. And if he does, he's going to commit suicide. I'm just telling you off top what I think. This could be wrong. I could be wrong. But sweet baby Jesus, thank you to the authorities for um, for getting for getting him off the streets, man. Um let me hold on. I gotta read this. Hold on. Hold on. Um wait, prosecutors say Buck thwarted the thwarted the man's attempts to get help. The man eventually fled the apartment and called nine one one from a gas station. Good God. Sheriff's investigators found hundreds of photographs in Buck's home of men in compromising positions. What what the what the fuck is Ed Buck doing, man? What what was he doing? 
I don't even understand, man. Listen, I don't understand this world. Um, I, you know what? I gotta Google this while I'm on air. Give me, give me like thirty seconds. I, I, because it says he's a donor. Um, <laughs> it says he's a donor. I'm trying to figure out what what is he does, man. Um, he's a fashion model in Europe where he acted. Uh. Actor, he made a significant significant amount of money running and selling the data service company Gopher Courier. He became involved in politics after the election of Evan Meacham as governor of Arizona in 1986. Something right here. So he became a prominent donor from... All right. Gopher Courier. I got I got to figure out what that is and see if he was like a CEO or something like that. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's just some really weird shit going on in the world of Ed Buck. Uh, what are you going to do, man? Um, I don't, I don't even know, man. But all I know is he's, he's now in jail and he's charged with, uh, running a drug house after, after two men died of overdoses in the, in his apartment. <laughs> And it would have been a third, but he managed to escape. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. What the fuck? What is going on in this world? These are why, that's why I ask these questions, man. Yo, keep, but let's please, please keep an eye on this dude, please. Um, I'm just so glad to have a, a follow-up story to that dude. Um, just, in, just in general, sweet baby Jesus. Ed Buck, you... Sick, sick dude, you. What's wrong with you, man? Um, oh, God. Nothing's going to happen. That's the sad part. There will be no justice out of this. None whatsoever, man. Uh, running a drug den. Sweet baby Jesus. I, I can't get over this. I'm just laughing, man. Um, all right, let me, let me get off of Ed Buck. Um, I'm trying to... You know what? Yeah, I'm going this way with it for the... For the last part of the show, instead of telling niggas not to be creepy, um, don't be, don't be raping women or forcing yourself on women, just in general. I say this, uh, I say this, <laughs> due to all the lawsuits that uh these ride sharing and the the horror stories that I hear of these like Lyft and Uber stuff, um. My lips is dry. I'm going to take a water break in like 30 seconds, but I got a cow in my mouth. I'm sorry right now. Um, but let me, let me, um, hold on. I got to get some water because my mouth is dry. I got a cow in my mouth. But, you know, somehow I'm coherent, even though I'm a little bit stoned, but I'm all right. Yo. Hold on. Once I add the video to this shit, I'm going to be all right, but I have to add the video because that's where the world is going. Um, <laughs> y'all going to see my setup and how crazy it looks. And um, you'll just appreciate it a little bit more, hopefully, man. All right. Now, let me just say this, man. Um, I see all these protests and uh, riots going on in other parts of the world and people coming together in mass in other parts of the world. Now, if they're wondering why we don't do it here and why I say it will never be 
that case of that cause here. Um, it's, it's because um, you people might have guaranteed health insurance, and that would, that's what stops people from doing it here. And um, I, let me get into this, man. Um, if you don't know, the the uh, General Motors is on strike. Um, they decided, the United Auto Workers decided uh, to go on strike, basically, for various reasons. Um, you got you to gotta understand this. Here's how gangster it gets in America, just in case you're listening to this from outside of the country. Uh, GM has now... <laughs> Are now losing. They have cut. They uh the company sponsored healthcare for for the people who want to strike. Yo, this strike has only been going on. I think like max three days. You know, that is how cutthroat uh business and America is, just in general. Now. Sweet baby Jesus, man. I I shouldn't be laughing at this, but this is this is how this is how America gets. They're like, yo, no, 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 you're striking. All right, no health care for you. Um, <laughs> yo, it's not right, and I shouldn't be laughing, man. But I'm just like, yo, it's only been three days, man. Let me just read the story. General Motors workers will be losing their company-sponsored health care two days into a strike that has shut down more than 50 facilities across the country. The company's decision will force the United Auto Workers to dip into its strike fund in order to provide health coverage to the nearly 50,000 workers involved in the work stoppage. The union will pay for the cost of COBRA insurance during the lapse. The United Auto Workers Union expected to pick up the tab at some point, but the timing may have been something of a surprise. The Detroit ABC affiliate obtained a letter from the UAW's lead negotiator dated Monday, seeking to confirm with GM that striking workers would have company coverage through the end of the month. Good God, man. Um, GM confirmed the insurance drop in a statement to HuffPost saying, we understand strikes are difficult and disruptive to families. The company noted that some benefits shift to the union during a strike. Do you, do you understand? Um, do you understand what GM just did? No, I, and this is why I say, like, yo, yes, I want it to happen, but no, I don't, and I kind of know why it can't happen, and it's for reasons like this. Um, <laughs> two days, two days. They like, yo, now nah, we losing too much money. You, we can't pay. We can't pay for your health care. Do you? Do you <laughs> yo, it's not funny, but it's just so, so cutthroat. It's just so, like, yo, two days, two days. You got to understand, people always be like, yo, General Motors built this country. And they had a great period um, when automobile first came into production and things of that nature. But you, you got to understand, it's one of those things where I'm just like, yo, God damn, yo, that's, that is some gangster, gangster. And it's it's all about the money. It's all about the money. How many was it? Uh, 50, it, they it shut down more than uh, 50 facilities 
I think it's something like that. Um, so they're losing money. And then that, the money that they lose got to come from somewhere. And unfortunately, here in America, they're like, yo, that money got to come from somewhere. So, um, you know, your union wants to, you know, you 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 told you strike you you can pay for your health care. Um, now here's here's the dilemma on the other side of that coin. If I'm just keeping it a buck, um, they can't even get illegal immigrants to come fill those jobs because of the whole immigration debate and stuff like that. And the sucker shit that goes on here in America is the fact that there's probably some people who will fill that void um, just for the salary and uh, and, other, and other things that may come along with the job. So I don't know how long this strike or whatever is going to go on for. Um, not, not that long if the union is paying for the health insurance. Um you can understand that. Uh, workers have been girding for a long fight, arguing that they shouldn't have to give anything up when GM has been enjoying strong profits. This year's negotiations were expected to be the most difficult in a long time as workers try to erase the concessions they made 12 years ago when GM was headed toward bankruptcy. That is during the recession and everything else. Which... They made those concessions during the 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 Great Recession or whatever they called it or whatever they labeled it. And um <laughs> see Hong Kong, friends, whoever else you're riding, uh, we wanna be like you guys, but um <laughs> you know, America doesn't care about anything but the petrodollar. And um <laughs> GM, two days. They gave you two days. And then they were like, I right, nah, you know, we we can't we can't have this. Um now how how long the strike is gonna go? Um the union has built up a large war chest with more than seven hundred million in its strike fund. It temporarily hiked dues in order to prepare for the possibility of a major walkout. In addition to the health coverage, workers will receive $250 a week in strike pay, raising the question of how long they can last before they feel squeezed financially. You understand what's going on here, man. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a dirty... It's a dirty, dirty game, man. I keep saying that. Like I, I, I find myself saying that repeatedly. Like, yo, it is a dirty, dirty game. And um, <laughs> if you think your life matters, like you're not a corporation, uh, it doesn't matter what color you are, whatever. Um, here in America, only the money matters. And uh, <laughs> they're trying to prove it to you right now. Like, yo, I, you want to strike? Let's see how see how long that seven hundred million lasts. Um, when you got to pay for all this health care and all this other stuff, uh, plus pay them two hundred fifty dollars a week <laughs> and the health benefits. Hey, yo, it's gonna bankrupt the union. 
Probably. Or it potentially could if they don't work something out. And bankrupting the unions is something that they want to do anyway. Uh, it's just it's a dirty, dirty game, people. And uh, we should be paying attention to that. But uh, it's football season. And uh, once again, you have, you have men, grown men watching barely legal boys in tights chase a ball. Sweet baby Jesus, why do I live on this planet? Uh, it might be some justice, though. They they arrested Ed Buck. They just got to keep him alive now. Sweet baby Jesus. I'm blabbing too much, man. The show is going too long. And uh, I don't want to do that. I know people's attention span ain't that long. Y'all ain't got time to listen to this for 40 minutes. But uh, once I go to title or revolt and, uh, and I get, you know, when I get in front of a camera, then maybe you'll be entertained enough to have your attention span. Attention span will go longer than 20 minutes. And uh, listen, I appreciate you all for listening, man. Thank you. Thank you. And I know tonight I have said something informative and uh, it hasn't been me or my feelings. And I I still appreciate you all for listening uh, regardless. Yo, that is PCP Podcast, VOG Podcast. My name is Derek H. Flint. And uh, I appreciate you all. Be easy, be yourself, love yourself, and uh, don't be kissing people in the mouth. You know what it is, people. One.